0: Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock yeah. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out Yeah, today is a new day, yeah. let's seize it now and get high. We talking about our, careers. our family Real and 45, Real 45, yeah, show them how we do it, man like... Yo, everybody, welcome to the Real 45 podcast I'm Greg Hancock, coming at you live uh, Not actually coming at you live, I'm not a radio disc jockey I'm just coming at you, pre-recorded, for your enjoyment, <laughs> or maybe not, whatever you wish or don't wish, but uh, anyway, welcome to the next episode, we're moving on, and um, it's been, how oh, should I say, I'm here alone actually, first of all, um, I'm all over the place, and uh my buddy Stefan here, who joins me on the podcast weekly, is also all over the place. We both kind of do our own thing from time to time. So I'm getting into this solo stuff once in a while, and uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's, and because I, I like to read up and what's happening and out there, and and right now it's really interesting because it's end of the season. I'm out of Europe, headed headed back to the US here now. So it's there's a lot of things going on. It's the silly season, but a lot of things have already happened. Clubs have already signed riders. We've just passed the deadline uh, of the, the deadline for signing contracts in Poland for the Polish leagues. And that's always interesting because there's like a two-week open window there. So from 1st of November to the 15th of November, you have this signing time. So they're getting more and more like football all the time. So uh, whether you like it or not, that's what it is. So anyway, many things are happening. So you know, i've have confirmed my contract in in sweden for for Dakar yet again what a cool year we had and a successful one to say the least even though we didn't steal the the gold as we talked about earlier uh, earlier you know some uh, some weeks back but uh, had a great year and i'm really really pleased to uh, to have agreed terms with them again and work with the same club got uh, great management great group of people that are in the board and uh, an awesome team so together you know it doesn't matter what kind of names you have in the team as long as you got the names that you can work with and build a good uh, solid backbone and everybody's out to do the same thing that's that's basically to to do our best and to win so it worked good this year and sometimes you have you know good luck sometimes you make your own luck and sometimes it just doesn't go the way you plan but for us it went pretty damn good all year and just uh we had our most off day in the most important meeting of the year which is not what you want to hear but hey it is what it is it's done and dusted now and um we have a new team mainly the same riders and uh with a a couple of small changes but uh, the main thing is that uh, you know uh, pk and and the guys in the club wanted to keep the same atmosphere and they want to try to keep the same base and we know that we can only be better so we welcome the new guys coming in, and, um, yeah, we look forward to bigger and better things. So, new Shorby, as we say in Sweden, as they say in Sweden. <laughs> I'm just a foreigner trying to fit in over there. So, it's good, too. It's good. It's really good. I got to fit in wherever I go. You'd think that after so many years, you'd learn how to fit in, but uh, I do all right. But, you know, there's always a lot to learn. Cultures, food, language. Nah, I'm just kidding you. I've been pretty damn good, I think, and people are very, very warm and welcoming. So, anyway, Sweden is done and dusted, and you know Poland too. Uh, just at the at the uh, last hour, right before it hit the fifteenth of November, our contract was signed to and and uh, agreed. The same with Luke Becker; he's also agreed on the, uh, on a Warsaw, Warsaw contract with uh, Zajdow as well. So it, this is good. He made vast improvements this year and everybody knows that I've been uh, working alongside Luke and we've had him in our camp all year and, and done the best we can to uh, to give him all the tools and then it's up to him to grab them and, and work with him and uh, see where he wants to go but he's been amazing, a hard worker, uh, it's been a heck of an experience for him, you know, you, he uh, at any time probably could have just said, Screw you guys, I'm out of here, I can't handle this. <laughs> but uh, no, we gave him the, uh, we made him work for it. Sometimes it was harder than others, and he experienced some pretty crazy uh, things along the way from, uh, you know, wet, crazy meetings, racing to traveling and flights being canceled, delayed, and missing connections that were falling asleep in the airport and missing your flight. <laughs> yeah, Luke! You have got a story to tell uh, (laughs) for everybody. And uh, I hope you made notes about all this stuff or or kept a diary because I know you're the kind of kid that sits down and writes in a diary in between watching Speedway videos and more Speedway videos and then a few more Speedway videos and then uh, working on your bike. So uh, that kid is glued to learning about Speedway, watching video after video after video, and he can probably tell you what lap, what track conditions, what changes were made. He's uh, he's into it. He doesn't miss a beat, and uh, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a way that he's so determined to get it right. So uh, stoked to have him back with us in Jeju for 2019, and moving on to other things, too. You know, he's got other, other deals... On the table right now, clubs from from England are are approaching him, which is really cool. Doors are opening and people are interested. So that means that he's doing what he was supposed to do, or what he set out to do, I should say, and um, to go on and be a, a big hit in the sport. He's going to be big. I believe in the kid, and uh, like I said, he's he's so down to earth, and he's he's got uh, a good family, and he's got uh, good people behind him, and. He's got us on his side, too. So I think uh, we, can, we can do the best we can to help him to reach his goals. And the rest is up to him. Grab the bull by the horn, as they say. So, uh, Luke, rock and roll, dude. Big things ahead. Anyway, so there's more going on. We've got new riders in the team in Ježov now, too. We've got Lena Sundström, who's not a new face to anybody, but he'll be new in Ježov and a, a guy I've ridden with in the past. In uh, in Motala in Sweden uh, for the Pirates there for for some years and Linus is a, still quite a young uh, kid I should say or a young rider in the in the game he's he's been around for a while but he's he's no uh, first of all he's no slouch but he's also not um, he's not a veteran like myself so he's got a lot of great years ahead of him he's been showing his form in, in uh, national uh, the national team for Sweden too and been a driving force he rode for, for Gorjoff for a couple of years and was you know basically one of those guys who who uh, was a victim of being the, the reserve rider which really really makes it tough if uh, you haven't got the the team spot consistently you know you get brought in and brought out in between injuries and when you got a good team it's really tough to get a position when they've got other riders already there so uh, we look forward to having him full-time uh preferably in the in the team here in uh in sezio for two th- 2019 so him and kai hukenbeck is another one another kid who's just been coming up in leaps and bounds what's rad is is germany in particular it seems that they have really really been turning the tables uh as far as speedway talent over the last uh, five years been watching the kids from the the small from the 85s up to the the 125s and 150s right up into the 250 classes now they have the world champion ben ernst who i saw him last year in in prague in the uh in the junior the the world championship for the 250s the first time i saw him there and i was so impressed with that kid and so so determined he works so hard he's good in the start he's got great equipment and then this year he went out there and just smoked it so uh, I, w- I was not surprised at all because uh, he's he's so talented and, and um, what do you say, he's humble. And yeah, I, I don't know him super well, but from what I have seen, he's always super nice, super polite and comes up and asks questions and says hello. And um, the kid can ride a motorcycle. So it's bitching to see that Germany is making a comeback with just that. He's just one of many and then, yeah, uh, Selena in the the girl who's just, you know, she's so rad because there, there uh, sadly there aren't more girls in the sport. But she works so hard and is not afraid of anything. I, I think that she's probably more uh, tough and ambitious than most of the guys out there. And I don't mean that negative. I mean that in a, a super positive way because she is she's rad. She doesn't give up. She's like she's got um we you gonna say adjustable handlebars it feels like she'll see there's a gap there that's uh just barely big enough to fit the handlebars through and it feels like she just rolls the bars in goes through the gap and then rolls them out and lays on on uh, over the handlebars of the next guy and just uh, drops it on him and slows him down and pushes them bumps them cool super cool so you got them and then we we move it on up we got kai hukumbek who's just uh, been coming up in uh, leaps and bounds and showing his true form he did well for the the german team and the speedway nations this year too and he's just a guy who uh you know some of these guys seem pretty quiet you know you got the wrist brothers too and they're so solid on the track and they're so tough and they're still very quiet they just kind of listen and sit back and do their thing and uh they they just come through and and you don't, you don't really expect it. And suddenly, bam, these guys are in front. They're making good starts. They're, they're smooth on the track. They're solid on the track. They're so consistent. And these are the kind of guys that you want on your side. So stoked to have Kai Hugemek on our team too. So I uh, look forward to it. Then we got uh, Ernst Ko- Ernest Calza and Josh Grzognak, who uh, many of you know him as a Australian guy, but he's also a Polish guy. He's got Polish history or family roots. So he's on a Polish passport and can ride as a Pole in our team, <laughs> you know, like Runa Holta did, uh, but in a different way. And this is cool. We've got a lot of options uh, for the Polish guys. They're joining Carol Baron as well. So Karol, who's no, uh, you know, not a new name. He's he's a guy who's established and definitely a huge hero for for Zhezhov, a local guy too, and. Uh, has (laughs) had some remarkable scores and and, uh, he's tough on the track so you need these kind of guys and uh, now they got backup so them and then we've got uh, Kowalski the young junior coming out of Tarnoff who's a a, um, a, what do you want to call him a student from one of Janusz Kolodziej's training camps that he runs for the kids right up to the uh, to the top guys up here up, up to 21 years old I think at least 18, anyway, and this kid has been um, very much talked about for for a while. And you see him coming in; he's really, really solid, uh, good rider, of course, because he's got you know a guy like Jonas Colaje telling him what to do. You can't go wrong with a guy like that. He's such a, a a good a good dude. He knows the fundamentals of the sport. He teaches them how to ride safe, stable and calculated, you know, and um, it's really fun. I've seen a lot of guys come out of Janusz's school, and um, I like what he does. There should be more guys in Poland and in Speedway around the world doing what Janusz Kolodziej is doing. So uh, hats off to you, Janusz. And that pretty much sums up our team. We have more more guys in the lineup, too, that they're working on. And we got Aaron Summers in the team as well. So these kind of things are, um, for us, you know, it's really tough for the guys to have... Um, you know to be a reserve in the team you always feel like oh man i'm going to be fighting for a place but in the end you know the team's got to cover themselves i guess and as long as there's you're not racing each other in practices like which they tend to do in poland every every training match or every practice session becomes a race because you're fighting for a team place and and that's rough you know in my opinion it's uh, i think that's too much sometimes that uh, you put unnecessary pressure on, unnecessary pressure on your riders and it should be more about building up and trying to help each other to be better. So um, we did that in Jezhoff this year and it seemed to work pretty good. You know, of course, they're still putting the guys up at the tapes and, and making them, you know, uh, go against each other, not making them, but trying to get them to want to do it. And I think that's uh, crucial that they get up to the starting line and know that, uh, you know, you want to you make the start on your, on your colleague or your teammate next to you, but at the same time, you don't want to make five starts on him because he's your teammate and you're trying to encourage him you want to make sure that they're they're making starts and beating you too so um uh, there's a fine line there you know you're trying to help bring these guys up and you're trying to teach them something or you know it could be your closest buddy who's also the dude who's uh maybe one of your most stiff competition in other leagues or in the championships so you want to beat them but you don't want to beat them down. So, uh, you know, I'm a team guy. When you're riding for the team, I believe in helping each other to win. So this thing about making, trying to make sure that you win all your practice heats is something else. And, um, yeah, it's a different system. I came from a different school. And I like that school. So I will continue working with that. And hopefully we can build a good, successful team for 2019. Extra Liga is the goal to get there. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be very, very tough, in fact, because there's some strong, strong teams uh, in the first division, and uh, you can even look at a team like Ribnik now, who's got guys like um, Troy Bachelor too, and and Gregor Luguta is coming back after his uh, uh, his stint with uh, you know being out of the league for a year and a half. So you know, there's a lot. That's just one team. You know, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to. Uh, Give the benefit of the other clubs of talking about how good they are, (laughs) but anyway, it's Speedway and there's always talk, there's always news. I've I've been uh, touching up on the uh, on the international news and in different countries. Excuse me, needed a sip of water there, and you know if you look at changes, I mean every year there there happens to be changes. Poland in particular, they make changes constantly there's a there'll be a big long list of of, uh, of amendments to contracts to the rules to the regulations and every year it's something more so it's like a full-time job just staying in touch with uh, all the changes that go on and uh sometimes those changes i think are really good and many of them you feel like unnecessary or what are they doing it for but it's you know it's their business they're they're trying to build the sport and make it bigger stronger and um uh, that's what it's all about. If they didn't have criticism, it wouldn't be as much fun. It wouldn't be interesting. And I just hope that they, everybody continues on uh, building the right thing. The only thing that always bums you out is penalties. You know, there's penalties for everything, and and uh, that's the hard part. So we want to go racing to go win. We don't want to go racing to try to avoid paying a penalty. And you just need people around. Uh, you have to have extra people in your in your crew now that are just watching everything you do and everything you say and how you stand and how you act and how you look and all that kind of stuff, which, uh, in the league there is, uh, it's really tough. It's really tough. So they, they've created a, a very, um, uh, demanding sport. So at the high level that they want to be and that they're trying to grow it to, it's uh, it comes with a lot of demand and it comes with a lot of, uh, a lot more work than, uh, than it used to be. So one thing we got to remember, though, is we go. We're there to go race, and we're there to go win. We're not there to go pay penalties. So we got to go hard, and um, try to be champions. So let's look positive, and let's move forward, and make this a uh, a good, successful twenty nineteen. Hopefully, we can uh, reduce the number of people being owed, and the the number of uh, of troubles people are having. Whether it's a you know. It, there's always force majeure, there's flight problems there's an injury and speedway is an interesting sport you know because there aren't many if there are any at all uh sports around the world that allow riders to ride in three different leagues or four different leagues or five different leagues for that uh for that part at the same time so can ride in poland i can ride in sweden i can ride in england i can ride in denmark i can ride in the czech republic you know germany i can ride in all these different teams leagues during the same season and it's amazing how it actually works you know all those different leagues run on different days and some some teams or leagues run on the same day as another league so then you've got to have which club you ride for first which one is the most demanding which poland really wants you to say they are the number one club so it always comes down to your federation and what's uh what's what's on the demand who's your number one club is it poland is it sweden is it denmark for me we don't have the league in the usa but we have our national championship so it's always up to them what they want us to do and some years we've, uh, you know, we have to be home. And some years they, uh, depending on the uh, the situation, uh, you manage to make a deal with the federation to allow you to miss uh, the championships. Which I've, which I've managed to do over the years. But um, you know, there's been a lot of good riders coming up, so it's made it easier. It's never easy, and um, still trying to own up to it. So how can you? How does this work? Most people don't understand it. When I talk to a company, when I talk to a sponsor, do I talk to a potential sponsor or just the media in general? And the USA in particular, they would never, they don't get this, you know? Because if you talk to a newspaper in uh, Southern California, for instance, and you tell them what you do and they just look at you like, no way, you really do that? You know, how many days out of the year, how many races you do out of the year? You know, I live in California and I I have my base here in, uh, or so I say, I have my base over in Europe in sweden and you go racing for you know basically six the better part of six months out of the year and then you always have some time of of uh, the build-up you know training matches and and testing and stuff you have to be there for certain things so you got to go over a little bit earlier in the year and um you know then you uh, you have to work hard and then you got to race like for me it's 75 events approximately a year without riding in the uk but if I ride in the UK, like many of the riders do, you ride two, three leagues. You end up riding over a hundred races a year easily, hundred, hundred and twenty. With combine that with the GP and all that stuff, so in you know five and a half, six months, and all those races, it's a lot because you got to consider the traveling in between. And many of you listening to this already know all this, but it's it's unheard of for for many, and even even the people in the sport over there, they they listen to it yeah yeah that's what they do but when they actually come over here and see it and and understand or visualize how it works they just go whoa man that is so (laughs) out of normal cool super cool at the same time but then you understand how how much effort and and lack of sleep and travel and airplanes and hotels and cars and and uh all that just before you get to the race that lasts two hours and then you get back in the car and you do it all again. So it's what we do. It's all relative. It's what we love to do. It's not for everybody. As we've seen, some riders have come and gone very quickly, whether it's been from the US or, or Australia or, or you know guys that come have to leave and travel so far from other parts of the world to, to come to Europe and make a new life. But you pretty much have to be willing to give up everything uh, to do it it's not give up for good but it's a give up for the period what do you want to do you want to do this for a year do you want to do it for five years do you want to do it for a career like some of these uh, older guys talking on this podcast have done so it's it's a challenge you know and luke Becker seeing that now we've had brock nickel over here for some months doing some training too and and uh, they they understand that man it's it's not all Roses, you know, you got to get up early. You got to do your bikes. You got to make sure that you're looking over things, and that's you know, stuff isn't going to break, and tires aren't going to tires are going to get mounted. You're not going to have any any problems. It's there's never that much downtime, really, because you you've got to make sure the demand today is that you can't have any mishaps, you can't have any breakdowns. You got to have mechanics. You got to have everybody in place, and if everyone's not playing their part. Or you show up at the track and something's broken that you didn't see when you cleaned it, you got you got issues. So it's game on, you know. It's it's part of the job. We love it, and as long as that's that's in the heart, you love it, and you're you're bleeding for it, it goes great. And um, it's never easy. There's a lot of speed bumps along the way, and a lot of tests. So uh, you either welcome the test. And find a way to get over the speed bump or the the roadblock and get around it, or you uh, just stop right there and go on and do something else. Choice is yours. That's my motivational part for the moment. So, anyway, the UK they have also just finished their annual um, AGM meeting, I think they call it, and I I only know this because I'm working alongside Luke and uh, his plans for the for the year ahead so the you know the phone is ringing at the moment and uh, you know the rules have been decided and i can see now that i I mean this year's been a, a rough year for the uk too with clubs uh closing down you know lakeside going out rye house on the brink or more or less it looks like they could be going out too if um you know this is news i'm reading the news and i haven't heard this right from the horse's mouth of course but you know, uh, for John Cook in particular, coming out of Rye House or Lakeside and and, uh, and going now, he looks like he's going to move back to Eastbourne. His his former home club uh, and could be taking riders with him. I mean, if that happens, it looks like, as I read it, that Rye House could be finished too. What a shame, you know. It's it's never fun to see clubs disappear especially those that have been super established and been pretty uh, successful or what have you. But it's there, you know, and then you hear stories, you know, I mean, uh, clubs like uh, I've heard even rumors that Workington was in trouble. I hope that's not true. But then you see a club like Glasgow that's just they're just killing it. They're doing so good. Maybe I don't know financially if they're killing it, but they are they're investing and they're they're working hard to try to build something. And I'm sure that it's it's a give or take. But They've got good people behind them. They've got good sponsors, and um, that's what it takes. But So they have to build a good team. They've got to build a successful team to back their, uh, their mission. So it's cool. Now you got Buster Chapman has gone in, as I see it here, and bought both Ipswich and Peterborough in the U.K., and is bringing them up to the premiership, the top league in, in England now too. And this has got to be positive for, for Speedway. They've signed a new deal with the BT Sport. And it's, um, you can see it looks like all their stats are up. From what see on the social media, uh, uh, profiles are up. Everything is up. So that's a bonus. Uh, maybe, you know, whether it's 1% or 2% or, or 25%, it's up. And that's, um, that's, that's healthy because it's, it's been on the brink of, of uh, all sorts for the last few years. Not just in England, but all the leagues. And uh, we need positive news. So these kind of things, Buster's been around for many, many years. Obviously, most people know him as being the chairman of the BSPA and also working with Kingsland forever and ever. Uh, I can say that because I've known him forever and ever. And um, he's been there. And a good guy, and, and he wants to see the sport survive. So we need more people like Buster in the game. And now it's converting averages. I see that they're doing that too. They want to stop some of the top riders in the premiership from dropping down doubling down as they call it and riding in lower in the the championship league there too which I agree with I don't think the top guys should be dropping down at the same time when they're riding for a top team Uh, I don't want to sound hypocritical because I'm I've dropped from uh, I don't like to say drop but I've moved from the extra league in Poland I went down to second division team and basically on a on a yeah an offer that was that was uh, quite the challenge to go from to help bring the club work and, and help the club to achieve to go from second division up to the first division and eventually to the extra liga. So that was a different kind of a challenge which uh, many have um, their views on on the uh, why it worked, but uh, that's the plain and simple truth. It's a great challenge and I'm stoked that I've had the opportunity to do it. And Looking at this riders riding in the top league they want to double down to the championship, which I think is really tough because the natural progression uh, of every league in every country I, I think that perhaps um, someone like myself shouldn't really be allowed to ride probably in the second division that's not really the way it should be to go from the status that I'm at you know or my 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 place in the league I should say instead of status but and be able to drop down in in uh, the second division should be the f- one of the first steps of coming out of the juniors and and moving up and building your level at that league and then moving up to the first division which obviously you're 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 increasing your your ability or your, your consistency your confidence and your results so and then moving on, obviously, to the top league, which is the extra league in Poland or the premiership in England, I think it should be a stepping stone. And same in Sweden, you know, there's a lot of top riders that can ride in the Al or even in the Division One, um, which would be ideal, I think, in the future to see that as being maybe more national riders of the local country riding in those those divisions on the way up, whether it's First Division or it's... Um, or it's second division in poland you know they they classify them differently in each country so the same in england maybe the championship uh league should be a mix maybe up to a specific average and then you have to move up to the uh to the top league but then again that's not easy either either, because there aren't a lot of teams there that have places however you got to uh, think about the future and we got to give the youngsters a chance to succeed and not be racing against top guys every other heat uh, while they're trying to learn and you know if they can't beat these guys you know uh, more frequently in the beginning it, it can be a downer if they're not tough but you know the young there's always going to be a handful that have the ambition and they're going to figure it out And I'm gonna, my goal is to beat uh, the top guy you know to to beat the thomas golub in the group uh, week in and week out which is never going to be easy if you're in poland or to beat the the uh, Scott Nichols and and uh, Craig Cook and Robert Lambert. I want you know, I want to beat that guy every week. It's not easy to do that, but you need to have a goal. You need to have a target to aim for. And uh, I think it would be good to have more of a stepping stone and let the the, the national riders really really exceed. Maybe limit the number of of uh, non national guys or or make it more demanding that you should have at least five uk riders in your team or five polish riders in your team and uh continue letting it go because it's just going to be otherwise you know you don't see that many england in particular there haven't been that many riders coming through over the years the usa is the same but we don't have a league uh the same in germany probably and the same in, in some other ones but if you got the chance to to develop and race against each other more frequently there might be more riders coming through for the future um, it's difficult in these day and age because it's all one world, really. So how do you justify that if, um, if you're trying to, to build a, a winning team? So on that note, I'm a writer. I'm not a promoter. I'm not uh, involved in this stuff. I'm just voicing my opinion here, kids, people of the world, people of the speed of the world. <laughs> I talk a lot, as you know. So anyway, there's much more going on. I think that uh, a guy like Luke Becker, for instance, going to the UK is a good move for him now. He's ready for that, to have a more permanent place in the racing and a more regular racing uh, schedule. Different tracks, different surfaces, different shapes, sizes, and more importantly, going from the tapes so frequently in the UK as you do. So you guys do the better part of 40 meetings a year at least, I think. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that, that uh, a guy like Luke needs and getting in there will be probably one of the, the best moves he can do. So it's just to see where he's going to go now, and uh, you can watch and listen and see what happens. But uh, he's close to, to making a, uh, a deal in the U.K., and uh, hopefully you're going to see Luke Becker, the next American, making the trip over. So he's solid. He's got a good background, background or backbone. He's got a good, uh, solid... Uh, Group behind him. So um, now it's up to him to get out there and achieve, 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 achieve. Um, The way it is now for me, if we look at it, I am planning my 2019 season and looking at every possibility for uh, going back to win the World Championship. You know, I have the league stuff which we've already talked about, but now it's bound to GP. Don't you want to win? course i want to win i love winning and i uh i don't mind working hard to do it so the grand prix is getting harder and harder every year and um that doesn't mean that it wasn't hard before but you know things are changing and there's a lot of youngsters coming in now and it feels like as we've said before that the the overall lineup of the grand prix is so huge it's uh it's getting it's getting so tough all the way through and the consistency is there so you got to be on your game. You got to have good equipment, but it's not just the equipment. You've got to you got to be smart on the track. You've got to be able to read situations, and uh, if you don't have all those ingredients, luck will only get you so far. So um, for me, you know, the riding ability, I of course I have been around and I, I I know a thing or two, but I uh, never know it all, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So watching all the youngsters and what they do and how they do it talking to different people and listening and learning is the key to being in the game and staying in the game, let alone staying fast. The other great thing for me is I have so many good people around that, uh, that have shown interest in me over the years and continue to help me to be better and be stronger and to be faster, um, on the track. And if I don't have that ambition or that will to win, uh, what's it all for then? So everybody knows, I, you know, I, for me in particular, I, I look f- to surround myself with people that give me that feeling of, uh, uh, what do you want to say, that 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 extra belief and support of what can we do to make it quicker, and have you thought about this, and have you thought about that? I've watched some races, and I saw that this happened, or that happened, or You're getting too much wheel spin there or the bike's nervous here and nervous there and the tire didn't do this for you, it seems like. But, you know, I'm different. Everybody's different. And for me, it's uh, it's being able to read tracks for sure. The tracks are getting a little bit more consistent these days, which is awesome because it's, uh, you know, the FIM is working really, really hard to make it safe and they want to make it, you know, the bikes not so aggressive. First of all, and they also want to reduce costs because it they feel it's getting out of hand. Which, of course, yeah, it's getting expensive. But you know, when you go racing and you want to win, you know it costs to win. However, they don't want it to get out of the out of hand because clubs are in, in financial troubles, and and that comes down to paying riders and riders needing the money to pay for the equipment, etc., etc. So not easy to get sponsorship and sell everything. So you got to be. You got to be extraordinary to to make it work, and if you're willing to go that extra mile, you make it. You you do that, and you you succeed in that way. However, the long term is that they want to make the engines to be a little bit more reliable, less expensive on the, the maintenance or the servicing, and those things. That that's a difficult one to stand on. You know, you got guys and and, uh, who rely on that business uh, to make a living too however if the FIM gets to the point where they start deciding that it's going to have to be uh, a little bit more standardized in that sense then we got our work cut out for us what are they going to do what kind of parts are they going to come up with are we going to end up running rev limiters are we going to end up using fuel injection are we going to end up Uh, having sealed engines for championships or things like that. So many things have been thrown out there and you're going to hear so many rumors and some of it sounds fantastic because I think it can be good. And some of it sounds like, I don't know about that. There's something about Speedway that is still very uh, prehistoric to many, but it's also still very raw and real. And that's the fact that we have naturally aspirated uh, carburetors and Uh, we still have no brakes and the chassis are still very basic so there's so much skill to riding the motorcycle Uh, you know building an engine with with the right horsepower to eliminate uh, too much wheel spin to get enough wheel spin to not overspin here and there and and not be completely unable to be unrideable you know if it's if it's too nervous and it's Grabbing the ground too much here and there, and the track gets slightly grippy or or uh, with ruts in it and some bumps, which you know we're trying to eliminate these days because we want good solid racing and no accidents. The bikes have outgrown most of the speedway tracks around the world. Sadly, there's so much money and and uh, effort that we as riders and the manufacturers have to put into developing the bikes to make them fit within the race tracks that haven't changed. For many many years, it's it's really tough. It's it's hard, but we we do it and we manage. And now they're trying to probably slow us down a little bit. Where in many other uh, aspects, as I've even mentioned myself, I think it would be good if some racetracks start to improve uh, on the size, the width. May basically the size doesn't probably need to be altered that much. However, if you change the width of a racetrack, the size is going to change. So. Torin for example as I always talk about awesome g- killer great it's so wide and you have so many racing lines yet they don't have to put hardly any dirt on it at all and you get some of the best racing uh, that the sport has ever seen. So there's there's your quote end quote right there. I think Lejno is another track. It's also usually it's pretty wide. If it gets, you know, they tend to make it a little bit deep and rough for the home track which, uh, you know, that's how they do it. But these days, um, you know, I think that they're getting a little more demanding in the leagues, especially in the extra league of two, that tracks should be more consistent and more safe and better for racing in that sense. If it gets too grippy or too bumpy, it becomes follow the leader and the only chance for passing is a mistake or somebody, you know, purposely moving you out of the way or not purposely moving you out of the way. And then you just got, uh, well, okay, next time. That's it, race is over. So, I, I would really like to see that. I would like to see clubs start to look at that. You know, they're, they're improving the stadiums constantly, but we need to think about the racetracks as well. The racetracks is is, is the stage for us to perform on. And uh, if you give us a stage, we perform. So, something to keep in mind. I did a very interesting test a couple of days ago. And uh, in a whole other aspect and a whole other type of... of uh speedway which will be oh it'll probably make public and then in the future here in the near future but it was quite interesting and really really fun super challenging it goes against the exact uh what do you want to say what's the best word to use and the classic type of speedway riding um it makes you think you got to think a little bit Opposite, So it's not about being the quickest guy uh, to the throttle and uh, all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say any more. But it was very interesting. And I think that there might be something new on the horizon for for the uh, motorcycle sport speedway, which will be really, really fun to watch. And I'm always glad to be a part of this kind of stuff because I think it's, it's a challenge. I love a challenge, as you know. So um, that's going to be cool. Tires... You know, that's another major thing. Analysts tried so hard this year to get into the game and, and be a, uh, a competitive force, which was, uh, they, they were, uh, at the end of it, In the end of the year, they were probably, I'm not scratching their heads, but scratching their heads at one point because they developed a tire that was made to the regulations. However, you can see that there are some fine lines of tuning and, and um, finding the right ingredients the right tread pattern the right tire patch pattern all these kind of different things that makes the Mita's tires so good that guys couldn't give up and uh move over to the uh to the unless but I just met these guys in Milan and heard what they got going on and I have to say it's pretty impressive that they they don't give up, you know. They've invested a lot of money in the sport so far being a, a major supplier for, or I shouldn't say supplier, a major player for the Speedo GP. And they now are working so hard still and have another, I think they've done 21 or 22 different tire combinations this year. Maybe more, I could be wrong. But it's at least 21, 22 different ones and I've tested all of them. So it's, you know, you can get lost in all that too, but you have to go back to back with the tires that we use today. And I've tried all the tires this year, as I always do. And I'm still trying. I'm still testing now and got more equipment coming here in the next couple of weeks. So it never stops. And for me, that's what keeps me rolling. That's what keeps me hungry. And uh, I'll take my holiday in between. So it's uh, it's all about wanting to win, you know, and tires are another thing. And then you've got engines, engine manufacturers a lot of rumors out there about different engine tuners what they got going on and some that are uh some that are going to stick around some that are could even be uh hanging up the uh the speedway tuning gloves as i hear there's a lot of rumors but that would be a sad time um to see anybody leave the sport but uh you know it's a lot of demand a lot of work out there that causes people to um yeah, at some point you got to call it a day, but uh, it's going to be cool. Um, I'm testing all the time, got new things on the go and new ideas, and uh, that's what works for me, man. It's all cool. So, Speedway GP, the Hancock High team worked pretty decent this year. We got our feet wet, and uh, I want to continue to grow my side of that the Grand Prix team, I think that we have a lot to offer and we've got a lot of things that we want to do for 2019. So let's uh, hope that we can uh, make it all work. We've got some good partners behind us and working to find more partners. So watch this place too. It's uh, it's great to have Speedway at this level and knowing that we can uh, help to give back to our sponsors and give them something more, uh, not just from a sponsorship point of view, but from an advertising and, marketing standpoint so that's what it is and uh on that note i think that's all for today i've given you way too much information and actually god haven't given me anything so (laughs) just gave me my opinion again today guys so anyway thank you for listening it's going to be another good week coming up and uh wish everybody out there a great day and we feel bad for all these people dealing with the fires here in california so uh our hearts and and um, positive vibes to everyone out there and think of think of that when you think you got times are tough and remember that uh, it's it's nice to have a roof over your head and then the good people around you so continue be good to each other and have a great day love you all and uh we'll see you next week on the real 45 podcast yeah. Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. Yeah. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Yeah. Let's seize it now and get high. We talking about our careers, oh, our family, and just life. Yeah, yeah. share my story with you. Yeah. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, yeah. Real 45. Yeah. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah.